appreciate participating in today's show. We had a lot of good caller interaction. Thanks to Kendra Smith and Sean Graney for producing today. Come on, Peg. Thank you to Courtney Cronin for joining us and Connor McKnight for another great McKnight at the movies. And Peggy, thank you as always. It's always fun. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Waddle and Sylvia are here. I don't know what she's Such doing. Such a great response, isn't it? <laughs> I put my headset, not, my not, earbuds you know, Carmen, away. It was a delight to sit here and, and talk sports with you. You're welcome. Like, You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. I'm that so sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. No, it's always, no, it's, it's, it's my pleasure no, to be here. Thank You're you. welcome. I love it when Peggy's You're welcome. <laughs> the the showy conversation, so much for you can't talk baseball. I mean, there's like the showy stuff I think is a great conversation. Uh, we keep debating and discussing it, and I, I'm a little surprised maybe how many Cub fans are like, no, it's too much. Don't spend it on them. They, they need a few more things. Spread it around. Well, why can't Instead you? Why can't Ballinger, uh, find a middle, find another. Well, why uh, can't you do both? An arm? Well, you could. I mean, you, at some point, when you, you know, are you approaching spending a billion dollars this offseason? Well, well the, the Dodgers are going to do it. The Dodgers, yeah. the Dodgers are paying Mookie Betts. Yeah, they're paying they're, Freddie they're, Freeman. Freddie, Freddie Freeman. The, the Clayton Kershaw contracts probably mm. on a year by year basis. Year to year, I think. Yeah, okay. Point, right? Well, it's still a lot of money. Like, I mean, the Dodgers are doing it. Is is Friedman their guy that that runs them? Is he a dope for? No, he's not a dope at all. He's the best in the business. I mean, if you had to move, if you're on the north side, if you had to move one of your guys to fit him in, and you know, I mean, could you do it? Why just and I told Peggy maybe because you know again the Sox have beat me down so much. If you told me my team could go sign Shohei, the idea of me saying nah, he's now I I, I think it's crazy. I, but again, it's I, such I a could big not be thinking risk, rationally well, for it's that kind of money. Every, everything's a risk. They're always a risk. Yeah, but that, okay, but at that amount of money, well, come no, on. You, know, you tried to go home every day on the Edens? Like, I, you want to talk about risk. That amount of money, you guys are making it sound like it's the same contract that but, everyone else is okay, getting. It's Peg, not. But, but it's not, Peg. Big but, reward, but again, though. Big risk, big reward. But, but well, For what? For how many years? You want sustained success, but yeah. it, not if you go bankrupt. Okay, well, time no, they're out, not going to go bankrupt. So no, but that's my point, though, is me, that you want sustained success. Tell me how much the contract's going to be. Well, they already said Let's say six hundred million for how many years? Ten. It, okay, so you're going to get okay. That's six hundred million dollars. How much? So sixty million a year. Sixty million. How much additional revenue do you believe that's that the I, Cubs we can provide? I don't think it's. I don't him? think they're making that much 15, like that. No, I'm saying fifteen or twenty a year at least. Yeah, so that's so where is where is that coming from? Well, first of all, the patch. You're going to make the most money on your patch. Because you're the Cubs and because you're yeah. getting Shohei. And you open up an international market for it. Absolutely. Okay. I believe you. Pro- if you get Shohei, the Cubs already sell a lot of tickets. I believe you sell out the season Without as, soon, yes. as soon as tickets go on sale. That, that is a 100% guarantee. But that's that's guarantee. not been a problem. So yes, it, it has. has. Yeah. Yes, it has. They're not selling I, the, out every they're, game they're not selling out the season. So no. what, do they make on, what do they make on that? I think, and I think you're selling more uh, marquee um, oh, uh, subscriptions now that it's available uh, on a month-by-month basis. You're streaming it? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think there are numerous ways advertisements. Does it open up like Japanese it, it, company it, partnerships 1914, for you? 1914, 1914. Hey, let's piecemeal this. I, I, I just don't. I don't think it's the money that it. you guys okay. think it is. Well, okay, let's. If you look it. at other you, baseball teams and you see, <laughs> I don't. I just don't oh. think that that's. Do you, oh, gosh, well, let's, yeah. let's do the math. Okay, can, can they? Do you think that they can create an extra five million dollar in ticket sales per year? 
Sure. Okay, so can you get another $5 million, probably more, based on your marquee app on a yearly basis? That's $10 million. Okay. Now we're talking revenue Extra streams from a patch, patch or from some sort of marketing deal you can cut with, with a Japanese company. Like... Maybe that I'm at 15 million probably right there. Maybe 20 million and 20 million a year off of a 60 million dollar a year contract brings his contract down to 40 million a year. I don't think that he is going to play out that contract, and I don't think he is going to be a two year player for even half of two that way. contract. Yeah, two way player. So or two way. What did I say? Two year. Two year. But two I've already. Way. But I've already. He's already down to costing you 40 million a year because you've already subsidized. 30% of his contract. You're making it sound way too easy. I don't think well, it's that easy. maybe it is that easy. No, I don't. I think it's a lot more complicated. Okay, it might be, but maybe it is. In the field, yeah. Maybe it is. Not that you're like, not an expert at, it, at spending other people's money, of Tom. Of course. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. But, you know, that's the typical fan that just wants to spend, spend, spend. I just don't think. I think that you, he has to be the final piece to your puzzle. And you have money to burn. I, I think if you're a major league baseball team and you're not in the Shohei yes. uh, sweepstakes, you're not doing your fans any you know, justice. Especially in a big market. Absolutely. Like I feel he like is, you're not doing listen, justice. Listen, this He's is one of the best free bullshit. agents, if not the yes. best free agent in sports history. If you're not in line with a real offer, I don't think you're doing it justice. Again, especially in the big markets. I kind of yeah. agree with that. Like. And unfortunately, only one team in this market will be in on it, but the White Sox won't be, which is sad. But like, if you're in L.A., New York, San Francisco, Chicago, Seattle, like even in Texas, and the Rangers spend money. Yeah. If you are not seriously contemplating and in on those conversations and discussions, I don't think you're really doing what like your stated goal as a baseball owner should be. I asked Carmen this during the show. What do you think is going to be You're welcome. the most important for Otani? Is it going to be the contract, the money itself? Comfort. Comfort. That's Fit. what that's what I'm thinking. It's Fit. going to we be so he, probably, so he probably stays on the West Coast. That's what I yes. think. Absolutely. That's yes. what I think. But that doesn't mean because it's most likely he's going to stay on the West Coast that you should just throw right. your hands in the air and say, Well, he's not going to be Remember, part of our the equation. Cubs, so. The Cubs were runner up in, in, in it, the, yeah. the, the the first time around. Yeah. He loved he loved that what still the Cubs shocks offer. Me. Wow. Well, look, I mean, the Cubs... Think about where they were at the time. They were coming off a World Series. And now the arrow's pointing up again. Yeah. The timing couldn't be couldn't be better. Yeah. Peg, my, my math... Somebody may run the, the you know projections, and I may be shooting way too high. There's a chance, I think, I also may be shooting low. I don't I, know. I, I don't, don't know, know either, because it's not really like... I, I won't pretend to be an expert in this, but... I don't know how you monetize it, but you may it find seems out. To me, that it would be there. There, it opens up so many possibilities for you, right? And like, and, and I guess I'd be interested to know, like, how much have the Angels generated the last number of years off of Shohei? Like, what you know? And it's hard to ever get a straight answer because baseball's not going to open up its books. You don't really know. But like, what would an expert in the field tell you? Would they tell you like Tom's numbers are right? You could easily generate twenty to twenty-five million a year by having Shohei extra, yes, extra just on that player because of what he opens up for you. Um, different international markets and just different revenue streams. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I really don't. I won't pretend to be an expert on any of this or have any real idea. But 
if somebody does tell you, oh, no, they could make another $25 million a year, then it, it does... It starts think, to subsidize that contract absolutely. for you in a big way. Look, if we do, if if, if up there, I, and my guess is, if you're interested in him, you're already running these these projections. I would think, mm-hmm. or you already have run them. Definitely, yes. I, Here's and what, if the projections come back to you and you say it's very minimal, then I get what you're saying. I get that it won't subsidize the contract, but it doesn't mean I still wouldn't be in the in in the. I, I also I also don't think all dollars are equal. I don't believe that the Cubs, if Sounds they like don't... my wife talking. Now. Yeah, well, really? Did she say that? Like, in, uh, yeah. in like what these regard? dollars over here are more important than your <laughs> dollars over here. Well, I think this fits our argument, though, because I don't believe that Tom Ricketts is going to say, if we're not going after Shohei, we're going to spend $600 million in three players. Right. I don't believe they're going shopping on three That's players worth yeah. $600 million. They may go after one prize free agent, whether it's Matt Chapman to fill third or whether it's mm-hmm. another pitcher. They'll make trades and they'll do other things. I don't think they're going on a $500 million shopping spree. They've not done that over several players. They've never done that. The, the only reason they would do that is because this is the anomaly. Yes. This is the historically great player who's available. This is Jordan. Justify it. This Jordan, is Jordan becoming reaching available. free agency. This is Babe Ruth becoming available yes. and then at he the quit perfect pitching. time. And then he quit pitching. Well, that, but, but in, 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 I'll in, take the chance. But in, I, I'll risk it. There was also no ability back then for Babe Ruth to DH. He had to play right. a position. Yeah. And it was more taxing. And... So he did. So I, one I, of the rules, I, I, and then about, he wanted to drink beer uh, yes, and, yeah. and go eat pizza you know, and, and do everything it, he it, wanted to do. When he became the best hitter on the planet, it, it it behooved the Yankees to say, "Well, you can't do both." And I and I, I asked Peggy, I think people might be surprised. Like, do you know how many games Babe Ruth started in his career for the Yankees? Not a lot. Not at all. No. Yes. Four. Because right. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Did mostly for the Red Sox. Yes, yeah. that's what I mean. Like when Will Bond brings yeah. that up, it's yeah. it's a different it's a but different it's a, dominance. It, it, yeah. And 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 the eras are so different. Like and you know, Shohei doesn't have to play a position. He can DH. It is easier on his body. Show, so t- maybe he can pitch longer. Talk to me how also it, how it would work if in fact you get to three four years out. And maybe you make him your closer, like he, well, he closed in the world that, baseball. But I don't know how, you would, how, yeah, how do you DH do that? How does he warm I don't know. up? How does he? And, and what happens if you take your DH out? I guess if you put him in a pitcher's position, can he still then DH? When you take your DH out, you're burning. He's not blowing the save, so he doesn't need to bat anymore. Boom. <clears throat> well, that's that's true, I guess. I don't listen I'm again. I'm just workshopping this. Here. How does this work? If you remove your DH, or or if you put your DH into as a pitcher, come on, let's switch. Let's, yeah, spot. I got a double switch over here. Um, because once you lose your, I, once you remove your DH, you can't. You, you don't burn rig- your you, DH. You, you lose your DH. So then, basically, you just turn your DH into your pitcher, and your pitcher happens I to be. Yes, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's like that's, a nuance that I. I feel like I'm missing something. And I would need... I, I need a Shohei role. I, I don't know the answer to that. I really don't. I'm trying to go through that in my head. Like, how would that work from a substitution standpoint? Could he still hit if you moved him into a reliever's role? I don't know. Like, I'm what not, if that, I'm not even, that smart. I don't know either. I'm trying to think, like, what does the rule say? Now, they changed the rule for him that allows the DH to pitch and stay in the game when he's removed. 
They changed that rule for him. That is the Shohei rule. Well, let's get a. I mean, I my guess is, is if there's one but, Shohei rule, you could add another one. But I don't know how it works the other way, and I don't know how you would do that. Like, how do you? What happens if you have to get up and get down in the bullpen, but you're also DHing, or if you're on base in the eighth inning? And now all of a sudden you want your closer to you pinch run him, I guess? How many pitches do you need to get warmed up? Let's pay him and find out. Let's pay him and find out. There you go. I'm I'm honestly, because somebody called and asked us that. I was like, well, wait. And then then I was thinking about it in a break. I'm like, what happens if you take your DH and put him in a pitcher's role? I don't know. I just know you can start him in that role. And then when he's done pitching, he can remain in the game as your designated hitter. How cool would it be to be a fan of of that team on the north side and him oh. join that team? Oh, it'd be amazing. I mean, it'd be crazy. It'd be amazing. Right? Well, and then Carolina Bear fan says, "What if the Cubs go after Shohei and he doesn't come? How would you feel?" Look, it, it, you, it you, happened you, once you, before. You, right? yeah. It happened once before. Um, and the Bulls tried for LeBron. You've got you've got to have a plan B. Sure. And, and look, it, like if 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 your plan B is. Bellinger and a pitcher, fine. Like if if that's what they end up with, I'm fine. If right. if they do other, but you, my point is, you go for it. You can't not go after the best who's m- maybe ever played. Imagine the mark the marketing that would go into actually the package that you're presenting to Shohei to his people. I like, mean, yeah. ima- that Dude. that would have to. Dude. I would love to see behind the scenes on yeah. what the marketing Dude. people are doing. Do to we, lure him. I bet they're working on it. I bet oh, they are. Easily. Oh, yeah. They do, have to. That's why they have do, so many people on their staff up there do we to be think, able to do stuff like that. Do we this. think the Dodgers or Yankees aren't going to be in on Shohei? Oh, they are. Yeah, of course. So right? why shouldn't the Cubs? Like, why shouldn't the White Sox? And the Yankees, too. The Yankees just signed Judge to what? A three, what did yeah. Judge sign last year? Does he want to play in New York uh, City? Do you know well, that? I'm, I'm just saying, like, to your point, like, do we think for a second you think the that Mets the New York Yankees... Or the Dodgers are or the saying, Mets? "Oh no, no, no!" They're, of course, they're, they're, they're going to try. They're in, uh, and so that, that's why I, I, I feel like if you're Your the White Cubs, Sox should be all without it, but they'll never be. The but Reds should be in on it. Everyone well, should be in on him. Everyone gets, should. That gets harder in the small. Peg, I, I get it. it he's not you, going to Cincinnati, yeah, but if you're right, the Reds, right. that owner told all of us as Reds fans, "Well, what, what do they? What do we care? Where are they going? Where are Reds fans going?" Like they said that. The oh yes, he said it two years ago when they sold like, off. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Like what? Really? They're going to be upset. Where are they going? Jerk. Exactly. <laughs> Why do you think it's hard to get back on the Reds know, right? bandwagon? Yeah, tell me because about their it. owner is basically hit you over the head with a club. Ugh, brutal. I know the feeling, Tommy. Well, that's true. How do you know that no, feeling? Oh I, oh, I know it because my the my, the my oh, as a White Sox fan. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I cannot believe no, how so. I thought oh, it, someone else had no, hit no, you no, over no, the head. No, no, no. I was just, like, what? Just, just the owner of my baseball team. Oh, I got Did it. Last night's game hurt you guys right. at all? No. As Sox fans? I thought it was no. fantastic. Yeah. And besides, I'm bisexual. I go okay. both ways. Uh, awesome. So I think that's great. Yeah. Great no, 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 no. I've always, I've always. Um, it's Harry's best term that Harry's ever come up with. Yeah. yeah, I I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I, how could you not? That was so electric. It was it was everything you want in, in a, a moment game. like that, yeah. especially with those two teams playing. I told Peggy it would have been a lot harder if the Sox were any good. They right, if like, there was oh, something I, on the yeah. line for There's the Sox. Something on the line, right? right. So I was like, a good, good. For well, that's why. Like, that's why when I heard Pedro say this is the worst loss of the year, are you kidding me? It didn't. And it didn't yeah. damper it. It didn't damper it for me. That the Sox weren't good. 
I had some Sox fans up in my mention saying, Sylvie, where are you? You've been awfully quiet tonight. And I was engaging with them with some gifts saying, I'm right here. I know the Cubs are losing. This sucks. And I was mad at Did my team. Did you put a gift like this no, to them? When it was I, was, all said, done. I was playing in it. I was doing the wave. I'm over here. Yeah. And then, like, it, it, look, I was I was struggling. I was getting mad. And, and that was going to be their third loss in a row. Um, and and to pull that after like right. the, the hocus pocus El Duque bases loaded, oh. nobody out with three yeah. strikeouts. It gave them some juice. So then Nikki two strikes with two strikes. two strikes. Oh two. He's now named Nikki two dongs. And look, and you he's can't got two home runs. He's got two dongs. Two home runs. You know he's got his career. Four. Excuse me. Yeah. You can't two get dongs. rid of Aaron Bummer. You know, you can't trade Aaron Bummer. He's he's untouchable. You but, can't, but because we need to keep him so he could give up a home run to Nick Madrigal. <laughs> to a guy with three you can't trade runs. him. He's untouchable. Nicky three dogs. You, you can't trade Aaron Bummer with his six and a half year rate. We no. must keep Aaron Bummer. Bummer. Does he really yeah, only must. have three career That was his fourth career home run. Yeah. But that Sylvie, that's cool. why it had so many people flying off their couches because oh, you guys flew. were just about oh, ready to just did. storm I, out I, of the room. Yes, mfing this and that. This team, losing this game, we're losing to the White Sox. Right. Are you kidding right. me? Right. Everyone looked bad in the game. Even you know the hero looked bad until Peggy was he won it. it was the biggest reaction I've had in my home. Right. In oh, in four win. or five years, I like uh, Braxton was asleep. Mason was upstairs, um, and behind me, my wife was behind me. And when he hit it, I I started yelling, "Get out! Get out!" And then <laughs> when you I have any doubt, I mean, that I, thing I was wasn't I wasn't right. positive. And Ali's like, "I'm going nowhere." <laughs> What do you mean, get out? I'm going nowhere. You get out. No, she would yeah, probably she'd probably leave. She'd yeah. probably leave. Yeah. I'm like, she'd she yeah, probably she'd like, she'd right, 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 yeah. I've been waiting arm. for you to ask me that. <laughs> and, and, and a, pleasure, sir. Peg, Peggy, I did a lap. I did a lap from the living room into the kitchen. Like, I haven't done that in a long time. It was dramatic. I, and it was I, awesome. I was pumping my It bed. was like, awesome. I did a lap. I was going crazy. It was the most... Most excited I've been over a Cubs game in a long, long time. It was Tyler very said dramatic. he was in the process of typing out another Cubs funeral. Oh God! And then he Tyler. got hit. Tyler, Tyler. Tyler rides the Cubs roller coaster daily. Well, every writer in the press box had already already their story. had their story written. Oh yeah. And it was just a matter of hitting send. And then that happened, and it was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, electric atmosphere, it everything. It was atmosphere. it was fantastic. It's a dramatic win. The Dodgers beat the Brewers. The Marlins lost. Like, it's a, it, it adds up to a dramatic night and a significant look, win. Look, I mean, there's a really – this is a, a – there is a really strong possibility that how, – how long is this next streak of games? They've got They've 10 got games still. After that. Tigers – uh, Pirates, I believe, in Royals. I Royals. think it's ten more games. I, and, and if you look at what the call. Brewers are doing, there's a really oh, good. T- yeah. There's a great chance that when these two, you know, sets of games are done for each of these teams, that the, the it'll be a flip flop in terms of who's at the top of the division. Good. That final series is going to be something. The Brewers still have two more in L.A., right? Isn't it? Wasn't? Oh no, they, I guess no, that can't they got be. one tonight. One tonight. It can only. Yeah, I guess. It well, can no, be. they've lost two in a row. Streak. It could be a four-game set. No, I don't you know. You Lance Lynn tonight. You wouldn't be wrapping no. up. Lance Lynn's going tonight. The Lance Lynn tonight. I'm going for Lance Lynn. I think it's Lynn and Burns. I think. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I think that's right, actually, for tonight. Peggy, I always thought... And then they go to the Rangers, Carm. Yes. The Brewers go to the Rangers. I believe that's I believe. correct. They got a tough schedule. Yeah. I always thought the the newspaper people should lean into the deleted story and that they should r- turn oh, in funny. the story that that of what actually happened and they should also publish the story of what they were going yeah. to write before like Dewey beats but, Truman yeah like, <laughs> and, and, and by the way this was my story before right. Morell hit the home run right. awesome. like I think people would get a kick out of that right. like right. this is what the story was gonna look like if the Cubs had lost their third in That's a row funny. right like lean into that like that is funny I like, like that that would be pretty I, funny I think that's fun so what's like, come- like they're only 40 pages anyway the news uh, I know, know, front to back. All right, what's up on the show, guys? Uh, So uh, we're going to talk to Jeff Passan at three. So we'll talk big picture stuff. Like, I'm sure he's going to talk about Otani. Uh, Carm, I want to know from him, does he believe the White Sox will make any big changes up top? (laughs) Oh, good question. Okay. Yeah, see what he says about Han. I'm starting to feel like Rick Han's going to be the one that has to fall on the sword here. He's going to be the sacrificial lamb. Like all these I other changes. I'm interested to see what he says. I think yeah. Je- Jesse told us most recently he doesn't think anything's going to change. Yeah, I, don't know. I think so. I don't know. Mm. So uh, we'll we'll talk to Jeff Passan. Were you at the game last night? Uh, your reaction to what happened? Three one two three three two three seven seven six of last night's game. Like I like I heard the guys earlier talk that well, it's the White Sox. It's not that big of a deal to me. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll always remember that game. That was pretty like, dramatic. It's just one yeah. of those games. The Morrell game? The Morrell game? The Morrell game. Yeah. yeah. Come on. That's going to be one, I think, five years from now. You can say yeah. it, and people are going to remember It reminded that. me of the Bodie game where they were listless for most of the game, yeah. and a home run saved them. And, yeah. again, it started with Fulmer. Yeah. Madrigal added to it. Yep. Bellinger then started the rally, yeah. and then Morrell put the exclamation, and then he's there he is, shirtless, yeah, in the great. middle of the field. Pretty good. It, it was, was good. great. Yeah. That, it's that like, was. That's why we watch sports. Right. All right. Uh, and, uh, and then uh, also today, we're, we're all over Bears uh, camp. Courtney Cronin's going to join us. Barstool Big Cat could not join us on Tuesday because he was all over the BMW. We the saw BMW. him yesterday. Do you know we saw him? He, he, he came big, by yeah. and said hi. He, he big-timed you guys, though. Yeah, right. he, he couldn't do an interview. Well, couldn't he was on the tape with Homa. I didn't yeah, work. well, that's kind of big-timing, saying, I got to go, go got so with Max Homa. Yeah. Well, listen, it's Max Homa. You know, Emma was working in promotions. Time. She saw him come up. Like, he came up, uh, um, and, you know, we did the man hug. I haven't seen Big Cat in a while, actually. I was like, welcome home. And uh, we did the hug, and, you know, and she was, like, quickly doing something on her phone. And I was starting to introduce him to everybody. That and was she it. took like, him away? Know, Charlie. No, she goes, do you mind if I face him with my brother? He's your biggest fan ever. And he's like, no, yeah. Her brother's reaction. Who, who was Emma's it? his brother. Oh, who really, yeah. Her brother's reaction, yeah. he couldn't speak. He was going like this. We were watching it. I was behind watching it. He's going like this. He's like... Hands over his mouth. He couldn't believe it. And Dan was so cool. And he was talking yeah. to him for a few minutes. I like the, that. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was great. Oh, his he's beyond. Was, oh, he's beyond. The, the, beyond the great thing about Big on. Cat is he has not changed from the guy that I met at 50-50. I think you were well, with I me. I was with you. And I'm like, who's this guy? Barstool? What is this? Huh? It's amazing. He's like, hey, can I drop off some t-shirts and dickas? And he gave us shirts. He yeah, did. I'm like, who? And now he's as big as it gets. And and I did. I said, come on with, because we were about to start crosstalk with Black and Abdallah. And he goes, no, we got to go tape with Homa. So I was like, all right, go ahead. So we'll talk to Barstool Big Cat right. at five. Lots to discuss. Three three two three seven seven six. Tell us uh, how how you consume that game. Were you there? 
on the couch, your reaction, and uh, how you'll remember that finish from last night. We'll, we'll play you the rejoin of, of kind of the end of that game right. coming up next. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Waddle and Sylvia are next. Thank you. <laughs> Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Here's the 0-2, and a swing and a miss, and Fulmer eats up Robert. 0-2, oh, see you later. Oh, he got him. Great work, Michael Fulmer. He punches out Robert Moncada and Vaughn after coming into a bases loaded, no out jam. Madrigal hits it in the air left field. That one back, back some more. Gone! Oh, he just dropped it into the basket. Nick Madrigal off the bench and over the wall. And the Cubs are on the board. Sean Anderson to the Giants for Eduardo Nunez. In the air, out towards left center field. That one back, and that one is off the base of the wall. And Belly's into second. He's got a double. The kick and pitch. Well, that was uh, just awesome stuff. That's the Marquee Sports Network call. I was texting with Boog earlier today, telling him what a great job, what a great call that was if you're a Cubs fan. And uh, he did a great job. Morrell with the walk-off home run. Before that, it was the Madrigal home run that brought him within two. And it was really fueled by the Fulmer sort of disappearing act on the bases loaded, nobody out, heart of the order in the eighth inning. It was at that point that I'm like, it's 3 nothing. The bases are loaded for Robert, who shushed the crowd the night before. This is probably over here. They're getting one. They're getting two at the minimum. Um, this is an impossible task, even with Fulmer on the mound, who's been good. But then when he struck out Robert, you're like, oh, oh okay, what do we have here? And then Mankata had zero interest in the at-bat. And then, like, I want to take nothing from it. Fulmer's been really good. And remember how bad he was to start the season? Terrible, He's been yeah. really good. He's been great but, in the second but, half. But you know what I saw last night in that, I don't mean to interrupt you, but on this point was... You saw who the Cubs are there, and you saw who the White Sox are in that inning. You've got bases loaded with nobody out, and Robert has had has been brilliant this year. That was an at-bat by a player that looked like he didn't want to be there, followed by an at-bat by a player that didn't look like he wanted to be there. Now, I wouldn't say that for Vaughn. Vaughn looked like he wanted to be there, but still was struck out by Fulmer. But that, to me, just kind of characterized the White Sox and the Cubs in that singular half inning for me. Yeah, and, and like, you know us, we're the hockey show. Of course. So to me, like, the comp is when you have a five-on-three power play and you don't score on a five-on-three power yeah. play, it always shifts momentum. You know, the other team that five, killed, Probably a five-minute, two-man really, advantage. Like, you kill the five-on-three, 
and the other team all yeah. automatically gets momentum. Yes. And sure enough, it fueled, uh, you get the home run from Madrigal on a pinch hit home run. And I'm like, okay, there's a chance here. And, and like the Cubs tried to rally that eighth inning. They only got the one. And then Bellinger with the double. And Santos from the start of that inning, the night before he looked dominant. Dirty. And then his, his command just wasn't the same on back-to-back nights. And I'm like, you know what? I think, I think they're going to get to him here. I didn't think it would be as dramatic as it was. Well, you didn't realize that the morale game was going to be. No. And, and again, just, and I want to hear from fans on both sides of town, if you're willing. Um, like, I heard from Sox fans who said, look, we hate, I've heard, like, some Sox fans said, we hate our team anyway. We don't care. Like, we don't care that we, you, you just beat us. Like, we hate them. They, they still would have been a, anyway. Still would have been a puff your chest out moment at least a brief, at least a very brief moment. Right. But, yeah. And then there were Sox fans that I was hearing from all game long who were talking smack to me, and they were talking smack. Where are you, Sylvie? Uh, you haven't tweeted all day. Now I was, I did get, I got home late. I, I went on a liquor run. You can attest for that. Yeah. The air show. Nice they're bottles, doing it. Yeah. Air, to, air, air show test. Wow. Awesome. Don't don't flinch. The the planes are running. Um, they're running or they're flying? They're flying. Oh, okay. They're running. They're running the they're air. They're running, running their the practice running. Uh, runs. Okay. So, um, so I got home late. I had dinner late. I wasn't on the Twitter machine until late. You don't do Twitter while you're eating as well? No. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm fully engaged with the family. We're catching up on the day. The, the game was on in the background. I didn't think there was much to tweet about. So when people, so I'm like, I'm here. Like people were asking me, Sylvie, where you at? I'm here. And then, of course, after the Cubs won, I heard from some Sox fans say, it doesn't matter anyway, our team sucks. Good for you. You beat a 25 uh, under under 500 team. Good for you. So I heard from all sorts of different Sox fans last night. How do you feel about the win? 332-3776. I'm, I'm impartial. I thought that was a huge win for the Cubs for the following reason. You couldn't lose two in a row in your own building against that team if you are trying to get to the postseason. Like, these are games you're supposed to win. As the Brewers are going through the meat grinder right now in their schedule, you got to take advantage of these moments. Yes. And it was done in dramatic fashion, the Morrell game. But just to come away with a W was imperative, I think. Right. I always say. Was it a must-win game? Obviously, the math doesn't tell you that it was a must-win game. But you can't lose. And that would have been, what, three in a row as you're chasing, you know, a division leader. Right. And you can't lose two in a row to the team south of you that has been just a hot dumpster fire this year. Yeah, that's why I was so, uh, like, again, and these types of wins fuel you no matter who they are that you're beating. Joel in Glenview, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Joel? Hey, how's it going? We're good. Joel? Yes? You're on the air. You called. We didn't call you, Joel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So, you guys looking for Cubs games at the game, right? Sure. What you got? You were there? Yeah, I was there. I was actually about... I'd say like ten seats to the left of where that home run was hit, and that was the most like electrifying thing I think I've ever been at Cubs game for sure. How old are you? Uh, I'm 22. What was the best game before last night that you would say that you've you've ever witnessed? I think it was a year ago. Um, not a year ago. 
two years ago. Um, Chris Bryant, he almost hit a ho- I was sitting in the uh, left field bleachers. Chris Bryant hit one, like, two seats above me, and I almost caught it. And it's not, like, that crazy of a game, but the fact that I almost got a home run, that was really cool. That made it special for you, yeah. Yeah. Did, did you go out afterwards and celebrate? No, we just went home. Um, I was I had a headache from screaming so much. Um, I I couldn't go out. I was so tired and yeah. And you stayed to the end. You didn't give up. No, never. I never give up on the Cubs. I was having my doubts when they threw in Gregory Santos, but the fact that Nick Magical hit a home run, there was something in the air that night. Nick Magical never hits home runs. That's awesome. Nicky two dongs this year. Yeah. Joel, yeah. Joel, thanks for the phone call. Thanks, Joel. Thank you very much. There you go. There's Joel. No more decaf for you, buddy. <laughs> you got to get the regular stuff going through your veins. <laughs> Joe in Chicago Heights. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Joe? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. You got it. Uh, yeah, so I got uh, my son and his buddy. My son's a Cub fan, my youngest. And my his buddy's over. His buddy's a Dyer Stocks fan. So he's oh chirping oh about, man, we're gonna, we, we can't wait to get you guys today, two in a row. They got nothing to live for. So right before I leave, my oldest son took me for my birthday to the game. I'm about to pick him up. And my, my buddy stops by, Sox fan. Oh, man, you go, hey, they're clapping. Oh, we can't. We get in this game two in a row. We're going to knock you guys off the rails. We're going to be the, the reason you guys get to the playoffs. Okay, so I pick my son up. We go to the game, and it's ugly from the start. First, Tucker Barnhart start, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's just an automatic out. Right. Automatic out. You know, so then the pass ball or the, whatever, the ball pitch, whatever, run scores, one nothing. It was just a, just a bad vibe. So as the game's going on and on, we can't catch a break. Now we've got two innings, man on first and second, nobody out, we don't score. So I'm like, oh, here we go. Just We could not get a break, get a break, get a break. Line drives, see the people, right, Adam Balls. So as the game's going on, you know, I was like, so we get to bases loaded, nobody out. Um, they bring Fulmer in, he goes, me and my son look at this, man, this could get really ugly. So uh, a robber comes up, again, kind of disinterested, whatever, lazy a bat. Mankata, I had no worries about him. Just he does, I don't know why he plays baseball. So Vaughn's got to worry about point, And Joe. I go, if, if we strike this guy out, if we strike out Vaughn's, watch Big Mo. We're going to get both momentum. So when he struck him out, electric. Everything everything changed, sucked the, the life out of the park for the Sox fans because they started chirping. Oh, let's go, White Sox. I mean, it was a pitiful effort, but they were, you know, they tried. They tried. So when Magic missed the home run, now we're on something. Now that we really got, we really got the momentum. Please goes up for up for grabs. So then the third, the, the next inning comes up. Um, uh, man on first, second. I go. This will be a third time we don't score. Third time we don't score. So my son, we look at each other. He played college ball. I'm, I'm, I'm a high school coach. He goes, "What do you throw him here?" I said, "They throw him anything but a, 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 a breaking ball outside. That's a huge mistake because he's going to square it up." Boom. Now we don't think he's. I don't think he's going. I think he's going to the wall. But Robert wanted no part of the wall. He took like two steps and just stops. He wants zero part of the wall, and he did play before that. He wanted zero part of the wall. The ball goes out again. Electric. That was the most against the White Sox. That I don't know how you taught that. Did you, I don't know if you ever taught that? Did you hug strangers? Was this a hug a stranger? Oh yeah. Day? So my son, my son was next to me. We go high five, hug him. These two guys next to my son to his left. They start hugging him like they, you know, there's long lost friends. They never yeah. seen, you know, seen him in twenty years. Those so are my the favorites. whole place went up for grabs. Even the two knuckleheads behind us that were drunk, saying f bomb every other word. <laughs> They're high fiving. The, the three Sox fans in front of us, you know, they cowered. They, you know, they couldn't wait to get out of there. Oh, it was, it was, it was beautiful. It was awesome. One of the best things. Like you were asking the other guy, what is um. 
what his best moment. Mine was probably Sammy Sosa when he hit the biggest 20th home run when he set the record. Yeah. It was like last uh, June in '98. Mm-hmm. We were at that game, and I was I was just there on the run. That was pretty. That was pretty exciting. But I don't know how you ever, absolutely ever top this against the Sox. You know what it means to us, what it means to them, and of course to the crybabies. You know, you start texting; they don't want to. Nobody responded to me. Not one Saints fan responded back to me. You know, since then, you know. Um, but yeah, it was it was unbelievable. I just got one real quick comment about Otani. Um, I heard you guys talking about you know marketing and this stuff, but I never heard anybody say anything about if you bring Otani in, especially for the Cubs, are you going to win? And you know, he's been the best player for or in that team picture for a long time. And there's not a lot of winning. So I don't think bringing him in is going to put us over the top. That's more important than bringing Otani in. So if you're going to bring him in, if he's got to put you over the top, I don't think so, especially Joe, playing at that, Joe, that high Joe, level. you're a coach. You're a coach. Wilbon yes, said sir. this, right? You're a coach. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Would you say that Walter Payton was not a winner? Absolutely not. Well, he didn't win a lot when the when he was on the Bears. Um, from no, no, seventy five all the way through eighty three. I, I, I mean, like I, I get, you, I get your point, but my, my it point takes is that a with team. Payton, it takes you a team. still need the players around him. Yeah, you still need the players. And so the, my and point the Cubs is built that, it up. So to, like, 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 I wouldn't blame Otani. I would blame what the Angels have put around him. That's a sixty win no, team without those guys. Get that. My point is that if you bring in Otani in our situation, is that getting you over? And my my question, I, I don't think so. I say if he's the last piece of a puzzle, I get it. And if you really expect him to stay at this level, you know, trying to start him, you know, every fifth day, which is great. I mean, four or five years ago, if we knew the window he was going to do the next four or five years, I get it. But can you really expect him to do that the next four or five years? I think that's unreasonable. Now, Tom Brady and other people have proven me wrong. I think it's a big risk to take. And I think you're pretty close with this team to where you had a big hitter, you had a, a number one starter. Well, that's what they're now doing. Now you got something, especially for our division. Well, they, especially you, for our division. Uh, Joe, thanks. Well, well you Tony just contradicted both, yourself. Right? He's yeah. both. He is a big hitter, and he's a number one pitcher. Yeah, and then you're close with this team, and, and then you're bringing up PCA, and you're bringing up some other players pitching who guys who could be ready. Look, I don't know that it works out. I'm just telling you, if you don't pursue investigating all of this and and at least talking with his representatives, then you're not you're not doing your baseball you team know, and your I, fans I, justice. I don't. I, I yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with you. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Let's win some football fest tickets right now. Better be quick. What uh, what number are we looking for today? Go and call number eleven, oh, old Darnell Mooney. Okay. Did you think we were going to do well, earlier today? The fellas did. Uh, really? I, I think uh, Black and Abdallah did. No. We're doing Darnell Mooney. Caller 11, 312-332-3776, 312-332-3776. Make sure you can go on August 27th, Hard Rock Casino, Northern Indiana. If you don't win now, make sure you buy your tickets for only 10 bucks because tickets are going fast. And again, Barstool Big Cat, who's joining us at 5 o'clock today, will be joining us for the first time in a few years. He'll be at Football Fest along with Joniak and Thayer, the voices of the Bears. So will Field Yates and Adam Schefter. It's an unbelievable guest list that will be talking football, Bears football, NFL football, gambling, fantasy football, 
all your favorites from ESPN 1000. We will all be there at the greatest venue, Hard Rock Casino Northern Indiana. You go to their website, hardrockcasinonorthernindiana.com or Ticketmaster to buy your tickets right now. Caller 11 wins. Jeff Passan's going to join us coming up at 3. I'll give you a stat about something Chris Morrell did for the first time in this Cubs Sox series in walk-off fashion. It's never been done before. It's Waddle and Sylvie. Ah, commuting in Chicago. Ah, if you're stuck, stick with Waddle and Sylvie. Weekdays 2 to 6. Did you see the stat that Chris Kamka sent out after the game yesterday about walk-off home runs? In the uh, Crosstown uh, rivalry? No, I was not stat-checking after the game. So, in, in, in the history of the Crosstown rivalry, there before last night's game, there were four other walk-off home runs. Can, do you think you can name no any chance. of them? Uh, any of them, yeah. Um, Carlos Lee? Carlos Lee is right. Carlos Lee, I think, hit a grand... Was it a grand slam walk-off against Courtney Hawkins? I think. I was at that game on the south side. Paul Konerko did not have a walk-off home run. He had a a game where he had two home runs against Kerry Wood, I believe, after getting beamed. There's been four of them, did you say? Before last night. Wow. According, yeah, Crosstown walk-off homers. By the way, did I hear Jesse say that, like, this was only the second time in the entire Major League Baseball season where someone hit a walk-off home run? When a team is trailing by more than a run, like oh, so really? last, like, I didn't hear that. I thought one. I heard that from Jesse. So yeah, I saw. I he tweeted that yesterday. Which Him and Alonzo are the yeah, only Pete ones. Alonzo, right? Like, just tells you how infrequently that happens. I don't know. I, you know what? I, I gave so, you one, and I'm done. Um, one and done. This guy dropped the ball. Oh no, AJ. He dropped the ball. No, no, no. He he benefited off the drop oh, third strike. Who dropped but the you ball? were right. Brant Brown. Brant Brown. Brant Brown in 1998 at a walk-off homer. Really? Yep. Carlos Lee in 2001, walk-off homer. This guy ran around the bases like he was Jose flying Valentin. a plane. Yes. Jose Valentin. Great mustache. Great mustache. And had a good, was, was, had a good bill. Jose, Jose, Jose. Yeah. Jose. So that was 2003. Had a hose for an arm, too, yes. right? And this guy, every now and then, when he would hit a walk-off, it didn't happen in this game, he would get the undercarriage celebration. Oh, damn. He was on the Cubs team. He wasn't giving the undercarriage celebration. He would get it. Oh, he'd get it. I don't know. Aramis Ramirez. Yeah, okay. Aramis who Ramirez. The, who was the, uh, the giver of the undercarriage treatment? I forget who that was. Someone on Twitch will remember. He was he was kind of a big couple player. Guys, he played for the Dodgers and then yeah. he came to the Cubs. Um, Andy Messersmith. Uh, no, that's good, good 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 name right there. Two thousand eight. So Chris Morrell, according to Chris Kampka, uh, Morrell is the only one that turned a lead into a loss. The uh, four others broke ties. So that was the only time that someone turned a, a deficit into. A win for that team. First time it's happened in the history of the series. Andre, I think it's Andre Triplett just uh, uh, commented. Cesar Isturis. Isturis, yes. Good call, well Triplett. Done. 
Good call. That way, is a great way call. to go. We used to call it the the Cesaris Tourist. Yes, the move. That's right. What a what a recall. Oh, that's fabulous. Paul and Gurney, don't say it ain't so, Paul. What do you got? Oh, boys, what a day. What a day. Uh, yesterday started as a great day. Got the kids, got the wife, drove down to the uh, blue line over there at the O'Hare's. Got in the blue line, went downtown, had a great day downtown. I'm like, oh, the Cubs are playing, so let's go to the Cubs game. Packed the wife, the kids, we got on the bus, get the red line, catch the red line, we made it to Wrigley. Found some tickets on the side of the road. Able to get in. We got the bleachers. Game was all right. We're a Cub fan family. So everything was going, you know, downhill. So I'm like, you know what? We're going to hang this one out. It's going to be a good night. You know, we had a good day downtown. Had a really nice time. Saw a couple sights. Going to finish it off with a Cubs game. Hopefully a Cubs victory. Come the seventh inning, we're singing. Everybody's having a good time. Ryan Sandberg's out there giving us the old um, seventh inning stretch. And about uh, eight, eighth inning, we, we walked away from the game because my wife and my kids are getting bored. I'm like, excuse me, what? No, 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 we don't do this. We don't do this. Do you file for divorce today, or is that going to come tomorrow or the next day, Paul? No, no, I wouldn't do that. Okay. No, my wife, my, my, my wife's from overseas, so she doesn't understand what this really means. Okay. So gotcha. anyway, <laughs> uh, so we get... We're leaving the game, and all of a sudden we hear these cheers going on. Of course, it was for the Sox because they were just hitting everything out of the – not out of the park, but doing double hits on the Cubs. And as we're getting on the bus, we're taking on the Edison bus, getting back to the blue line, we hear the news that a home run is hit for the Cubs. Not only a home run, but a walk-off win home run. Mm. And our seats were literally maybe maybe a row or two below where it was – Hit. Would have been a great we experience for the kids. Oh, we had a great time. It was, it was great. I, I told them what happened. They were excited. We had our beaver shirts on. And it was going to be a great night. Yeah. What, what, what kind What'd of shirts? Have? Beavers. For what? Oh, no. It's like we kept the line. You know how when you go to school and everybody has the same shirt on? So we're like a family. We had all the same shirts on. So we had our beaver shirts on as we're walking downtown. Walking around town, everybody's giving us high fives, compliments. But, oh man, we love why, the beavers. Why, 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 why are we beavers? Yeah, why is it called a beaver shirt? Uh, it's, it's the Bucky shirt. You guys ever hear of Bucky's? The gas station from yes. down south. Okay, yeah. There's a yeah. Bucky's up, oh, man, uh, up people, at uh, 41 and 22. Yeah, people love the beaver down here in Kenosha. Even the cops. Yeah. We're walking to the side of the road. Officer pulled up in the bullhorn. Hey, man. Nice beaver. Love the beaver. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're like, yeah, we love the PD around here in Chicago. It was a great time. So, all in all, we had a great time. Unfortunately, it ended up the way it did. And It's a, it's a good lesson that you never leave early. You just don't leave early. I, I know. I'm Listen, I grew up in Chicago. Grew up on Humboldt Park, North Avenue, Pulaski. Those are my grounds. Diehard Cubs fan. 40 years a Cubs fan. Got my kids. Got them interested. Luckily, they're Cubs fans. Unfortunately, they're Packer fans, which I have no idea how the oh, hell that wow. happened. You know, it's like, really? Come on, kids, why? And I asked them, I asked this question, why are you Packer fans? You know why? You know what they told me? Because they win. Exactly. He's like, they're winners. I'm like, okay, I can't argue that. But anyway, whatever. All in all, it was a great time. Great cross-down classic. Hopefully, again, maybe we'll catch him again next year. We'll do it again. But we'll probably uh, we'll probably actually gonna go out to Wrigley again on uh, Sunday here to see him uh, take on the rails. All right, maybe stay we'll the whole time. What Make sure All you right. wear your Beaver shirts. Sure.
I'm going to wear the beaver. The beaver's going to be out and hoping, you know, everybody will see the beaver. All right. See you, Paul. Thanks, Paul. That, that was a good call. I like that one. I know, but you, you, you can't leave in the eighth, especially when you've made it to the eighth. Maybe the, was he was he taking the train? Maybe the train. Well, he schedule? did. He took right. so trains and buses. Maybe the and... train schedule dictated that he no, had to leave. No, I don't know. There's no schedule. You just catch really? the train. Then what do you do? You know the, the trains no keep Where running. Where was he going back? I don't know. Well, he had a long ride back, but yeah. still. All right. Coming up next, Jeff Passan. Do you have oh, a beaver shirt? I do not. I, I have zero. I have no Oregon shirt. You I have no, no beaver no, gear. No. Okay. It's the Oregon's the Ducks. It's Oregon State. Oregon the State. Yeah. I have no Oregon State shirts. I have no Bucky Beaver. No, 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 none of any kind of that. Um, we'll talk to Jeff Passan. Big picture, small picture. We'll talk. Are the Sox going to make changes? Otani, all that good stuff with Passan next.